0: Hello and welcome once again to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am Chris Levine and i will be your host again this time around can you hear it in my voice i am i am almost fully recovered of having lost my voice guys i'm so sorry it's taken long to put out this content it's been sitting there and i've been wanting to do it but you know i i am sounding a little bit too much like uh um like like Clarence the Frogman Henry you know what i mean i don't know why i love you I just do. You know what I mean? I have that raspy, kind of sit-on-the-porch blues voice right now. I, I see skies blue. yabba dabba do. Who that is, and I love you. You know, one of the, I can do Tom Waits' impressions really good right now. But I figured let's give it a shot. If it's too bad, I won't release it. But I think, I think we can make it happen together. This is episode number 20 in our series called Psychology on Vinyl, where we try to understand both the subtle and the blatant psychology behind and within famous records. This one is exciting. I love this record. The band we'll be talking about has easily one of the most dedicated fan bases ever in the history of rock. And I'm one of those, for the record. This album is probably tied with another album for my personal favorite album by this band, but that's not an easy choice. There are so many good ones. In fact, they've released 30 studio and live albums. 30 of them, not counting compilations and box sets, which is another story, but what a huge accomplishment. And they're all good. That's the other thing. This time on Psychology on Vinyl, we will be discussing the record name Permanent Waves, which is the seventh studio album by the band Rush. So let's do some 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 history here. I was like maybe in the sixth grade, and a Hawaiian friend of mine named Damon rode over to my house on his bike, and he had the Rush album Signals on his Walkman, he played me a song called The Analog Kit. (coughs) Excuse me. I loved it instantly. The first thing that stood out with me was, was the Killer Guitar by Alex Lifeson. And then if that wasn't enough, there was this impossible bass going on by Geddy Lee. And I liked the singer who I didn't know at the time was also Geddy Lee. Ironically, just having heard that little snippet, I really didn't notice the drummer. But of course, that soon would change in a huge way. From there, I heard Exit Stage Left and my life changed. It was over. On moving to then get all of their records up to that point, one of them really hit me. In addition to Signals, which was a favorite because it was my first real exposure to them, and the the album was Permanent Waves. I read once that as it was 1980 and New Wave was taking shape, they called their music Permanent Waves as kind of a tongue-in-cheek reference to the times. Uh, It wasn't just New Wave, it was a permanent wave. Interestingly, too, the cover showed the Galveston Seawall in Texas during Hurricane Carla on September 11, 1961. So really strong, literal waves did damage to the town. And and Rush was releasing permanent waves into the world musically with this album. You kind of get it? Interesting. Now, most people cite moving pictures as a favorite for them. Uh, it was very popular. 2112 is another one. Those who, who are a little bit deeper, maybe they say Caress of Steel or Hemispheres or A Farewell to Kings. And I like every one of the ones I just named. But Permanent Waves for me was Rush in a huge growth spurt. Here was a band that obviously loved Yes and Zeppelin and Sabbath and The Who that we now found out also loved The Police and Talking Heads and Reggae music. Really? And they put it all together in this magical blender. And the concoction, it it came out, the mixture was this record, Permanent Waves. Again, let's be honest, it is hard to pick a favorite Rush album. Think of it this way, Digital Man, Bitor and the Snowdog, Red Barchetta, Working Man, Cygnus X1 Book 1 The Voyage, Red Sector A, and La Via are all songs on different albums, and none of them are on permanent waves. But as a cohesive whole beginning to end, I just love this record the best. It seems to just marry their prog, hard rock, reggae, and storytelling strengths together just perfectly. Let's get into it. A few pieces have ever blown my mind on first listen the way that the song The Spirit of Radio did when I first heard it. I just remember constantly asking myself, how could this only be three people making this song? And how do they play it live? The guitar riff sounded like no other guitar riff I had ever heard before, then, or since. The bass was super heroic And the drums were as perfect as a human being could have made them. And then on top of this, you've got this poetry written as almost always by the drummer, Neil Peart. Now, this song makes just a magical experience out of simply turning on your radio while at the same time questioning the reasons why some make music. Famously in the lyric that, quote, Glittering prizes and endless compromises shatter the illusion of integrity. Who writes lyrics like that in rock? Ever? Uh, This band themselves had freeness of speech with something like that. See, they were pressured by their record company earlier in their career to compromise and to make more radio-friendly unit shifter music. And their response? They released 2112. (laughs) <laughs> side one was this big, long, proggy sci-fi song that threw the hit formula out of the spaceship window. But guess what? It, it sold. It was adored. The glittering prizes and endless compromises didn't shatter their integrity. That said, whether popular or not, loved by every fan or not, or viewed as classic or not, they released albums full of music that they wanted to make not worrying about what the radio wanted to hear but here's the thing ironically songs like the spirit of radio and the next track on this record free will became classic rock radio staples anyway while not following the formula so there you go you know What is a common theme on this record is one we just sort of discussed a little bit. Questioning if artistic expression is sincere. The spirit of radio is the first of three references to this concept, and we're going to get into the other two shortly. The next song that I'd like to take apart, though, is called Jacob's Ladder. Again, obviously not made with radio airplay in mind. This song is as much of an experience as it is a song. Jacob's Ladder is essentially a play-by-play dramatization of a storm before the sun breaks through and shines its rays of light onto earth. Listen to these incredible lyrics. Again, you don't hear this kind of stuff in rock music very much. The clouds prepare for battle in the dark and brooding silence. Bruised and sullen storm clouds have the light of day obscured. Looming low and ominous, in twilight premature, thunderheads are rumbling in a distant overture. All at once, the clouds are parted. Light streams down in bright unbroken beams. Follow men's eyes as they look to the skies. The shifting shafts of shining weave the fabric of their dreams. Come on. (laughs) Wow. This song, as far as the writer was concerned, Peart, was simply a commentary on a beautiful aspect of nature. But the fact that he named it Jacob's Ladder makes it go a little deeper to a listener like myself. There really is a calmness after the storm vibe here, and one could easily approach this as a song about things eventually getting better. Remember, songs are written one way, but they're often heard another way. In my world, Jacob's Ladder is the secret weapon of this record. So much good stuff, but this track is just sonically and instrumentally wonderful. Psy 2 begins with a song Entree New. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I've heard this song referred to as an intellectual love song and I would agree with that synopsis but it seems to work in almost all relationship settings. A parent to child, husband to wife, friends. The point, we have differences, but we can grow from each other's differences. This song is the second time integrity is questioned artistically, but in the art of the relationship. One lyric along those lines here asks, If we're acting well-rehearsed routines, or are we playing from the heart? And then it declares that it's hard for one to know. But again, listen to some of the other lyrics from this drummer slash wordsmith. It goes in part, we are secrets to each other. Each one's life a novel no one else has read. Even joined in bonds of love, we're linked together by such slender threads. We're planets to each other, drifting in our orbits to a brief eclipse, each of us a world apart alone and yet together like two passing ships. We are islands to each other, building hopeful bridges on a troubled sea. Just between us, I think it's time for us to recognize the differences we sometimes feared to show. Just between us, I think it's time for us to realize the spaces in between leave room for you and I to grow. Now, this is not a rush song that one up to this time might have ever heard before. It's deep, but it's presented so simply Yes, there were other songs like that in the past, but this is a clear relationship song. Kind of an earmark to Permanent Waves being something new and special for the band. I know you diehard Rush fans that are just way deeper than I am are going to cite the first album, but that's not really fair because Peart wasn't on it. Others may say, well, what about something like the song Madrigal on A Farewell to Kings? Dude, It still had lyrics about Dragon Slayers. It still fit the old Rush mold. Entree New was really a new moment for them. And it really worked. Now, perhaps the lost track on this record is the next song, which is called Different Strings. Great song. My only wish would have been Alex Lifeson not fading out so quickly at the end and just let the tape still roll and just let him play and play and play. But again, the lyrics were pretty far off from the Necromancer or the Temples of Syrinx. But what's funny, <laughs> ironically, dragon slaying is still there. Apparently, you can take Rush out of science fiction fantasy, but you can't take the science fiction fantasy out of Rush. I find in music that Getty Lee wrote this song, right? And, and when, when Getty Lee wrote the lyrics without Peart as a new band, there was nothing Tolkien esque going on. Peart joined and the fantasy realms started being discovered. But now, what happens? Peart writes Entree New, a straight up love song, and Getty Lee, who wrote different strings lyrics, he brings back the dragons. What are you going to do? Still, excellent song. Sample lyrics, too much fuss and bother, too much contradiction and confusion. Peel away the mystery, here's a clue to some real motivation. All there really is, the two of us. And we both know why we've come along. Nothing to explain, it's a part of us to be found within a song. The last track on this record calms the worries of all those fresh off their previous Hemispheres record that yes, this band could still prog your head off if they wanted to. Natural Science, with its three sections, is phenomenal. I saw Rush on their 40th anniversary tour, and they did this. That was worth the price of admission alone. And they did Jacob's Ladder, too. Can you imagine? They, of course, also did The Spirit of Radio. But just stop and think about that. The R40 tour which would be their last, tried to represent the music of their entire career over the decades, all those records, and they made a point to squeeze in three songs out of the six songs on this album. Half of Permanent Waves was played on the night that I went. That to me says something about this record being special. Natural Science like uh, La Via from their last record is another musical clinic. This time though, it has words. And this is when they get their third of three references to integrity to art being sincere, this time using artistry in regards to nature. Listen to this turn of phrase. Art as expression, not as market campaigns, will still capture our imagination. Given the same state of integrity, it will surely help us along. The body of this one is well worth quoting too. Listen to this. The most endangered species, the honest man, will still survive annihilation, forming a world, a state of integrity, sensitive, open, and strong. Wave after wave will flow with the tide and bury the world as it does. Tide after tide will flow and recede, leaving life to go on as it was. What can I say? What a band they were. The death of Neil Peart ended the group, and, and you have to respect that. Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson are just too talented, and, and music, as a part of their life, it's just too in their bones for them never to do anything again. I'd be really surprised if they never did something again. But whatever they do, it won't be Rush. Rush lived essentially from 1968 until the sad day of January 7th, 2020. The cool thing is that they know that and they respect that. But while we can't see the three of them again, we have records. And Permanent Waves is a permanent record. It's a special record of how great this band is they proved they were not afraid of expanding and growing and exploring. Their next album, Moving Pictures, would blast them into superstardom. But it all started here. It's similar to how there wouldn't have been a Ziggy Stardust record without the brilliant Hunky Dory by Bowie before it. These are like launching pad records. As such, it's like the excitement is in the air on these records. They know they're onto something. That's why The spirit of radio sounds as good, if not better, when you crank it on the road now, as you did in 1980. Let's close here. Will Rogers was once quoted as saying to lead your life so that you wouldn't be ashamed to sell the family parrot to the town gossip. Rush, integrity wise, as a band, can do that. Artistically speaking, they have stayed true to their art, their fans and just delivered the goods year after year after year. Rest in peace. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist. And for this Psychology on Vinyl series, the subject matter is the playlist itself. So we have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Rush, Permanent Waves playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify, just type in Refresher Podcast-Rush Permanent Waves. So here's the track listings. It's real easy. It's a lot of music, but not a lot of tracks. Side one, The Spirit of Radio. Free Will and Jacob's Ladder. Side two, "Entre New, Different Strings, and Natural Science with its three parts. Part one, Tide Pools. Part two, Hyperspace part 3 permanent waves that's our new playlist again you can find this playlist really easily on spotify just type in refresher podcast rush permanent waves thank you so much for being patient with me with this ridiculousness that we'll call being sick i appreciate you hanging in there in fact we'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show I'm going to try not to butcher these names. If I do, I'm so sorry. Our demographics report shows that we now have listeners in the United States, both in Auburn Hills and in Oak Park, Michigan, both places. Thank you for listening. We also have Revere, Massachusetts. That's very cool. We also have new listeners in the Czech Republic and in Son of Fjordina, Norway. I hope I did that right. That place is described as being rich in mountains, islands, glaciers, farmlands, and fjords. Sounds so nice. Hey, welcome everyone to Refresher. Thanks for listening. This show would simply not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. I don't normally sound like this. So if you're like, yeah, three packs a day guy, I don't know if I want to listen to you. Usually I'm a little smoother than this, not much, but a little bit. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. You can also check out our website for all things refresher at refresherpodcast.yolasite.com for repre- refresher gear, shirts, fun stuff, as well as all of my books and links to all of the friends of our show, which we really appreciate them and what they bring. That is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Viafuerte. And hey, check this out. John Viafuerte and his wife, Alex, are celebrating their anniversary as we speak. Congratulations. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please don't clown, just get down. Take care of yourself, do yourself a favor, and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern.